Today's episode, we are doing an in session with Dr. Glenn and Phyllis with Sam and Lindsay, who are so vulnerable and open and sharing their conflict style and what that looks like in their home. And anyone that's listening that's married has been there. We have our own styles of conflict that is so relatable. And so they share about their loneliness, how it feels when one of them is blowing up, how it feels when they separate from each other physically during the middle of conflict and and how they can work together to heal and continue moving forward using what they've learned and reconnect more quickly. And so I am so excited and so grateful for them to be willing to come in and share this with us because I know it will help so many couples that are still in the heat of their conflicts. And so thank you so much to everyone for joining in today and listening to the Connection Codes podcast. This is where we break on open our emotions that take us from disconnected to connected in our relationships and with ourselves. So without waiting any further, we are going to dive right in. Hello world. Hi, friends. So Sam and Lindsay, thank you for joining us today on our podcast. Uh, We feel so blessed uh, by your willingness to share uh, with a lot of people. Mm. So it changes lives and we love that. Tell us a little bit about who you guys are. Well, we have been married for almost 22 years. This September, it'll be 22. I think I got that right. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. we got married in 2000, so it's easy, but I still have fear about messing it up when I say <laughs> it. Get that. And we met each other in 1997, mm-hmm. April the 12th, and I remember that too, so I'm doing good so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have um, three kids. Um, we have one who's almost uh, 18, uh, a son, and then we have a son who is 16. And then we have a uh, three-year, three-year-old little girl who's actually in the other room sick now. So we, oh, a little bit of, sad. Mm-hmm. yeah, I get that. Her brothers may not be able to hold her back. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, trying to think of what else would would we say about it? So we've we've had, I think, um, you know, as you guys say, we we started off um, with with great dreams. We we wanted to be happy and. Um, I think we, we talked, I don't know, several months ago, maybe a month ago, something like that. And we were talking about anniversary trips and different trips. Mm. It was one of the things that just really struck me is I asked Lindsay, um, you know, if there's a, an anniversary trip that we had ever done or anniversary time that, that she really felt was, was a joyous time was mostly positive. And, um, I think for both of us, the answer is no, which mm. That was, you know, something that that I had felt, but then mm-hmm. hearing her say it too mm-hmm. um, was was really painful and 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 just kind of, um, I think showed me kind of the underlying hurt that's been going on for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that um, not not all hurt, lots of joy and and our marriage, <laughs> lots of good times and all that, but yeah. just just a lot of disconnect and. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I um, grew up in a in an environment that was very positive, very loving, lots of identity, um, but identity given mostly towards what we would classify as positive emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I basically learned not to share anything that I thought was negative, right. and, um, up to the point of not even really realizing those negative emotions and admitting them to myself. Um, So it's been a journey for me, I'd say in the probably the last six to eight years of learning what I was feeling, learning how Mm. to, um, to share that with Lindsay and others and um, done a lot of work on that. We've, we've done over the years, a lot of individual counseling, a lot of marriage counseling, Mm. hours and hours and, you know, lots of money, lots of time. Um, and never really had the, the, the right tools. I think we both had the, right. the right heart in it, but it's just been frustrated, just frustrated, not being able to, um, to share our hearts with each other in a way the other person could, could hear. Yeah. And, um, I discovered your book, I think through a podcast I was listening to trying to figure out how to get her to have more sex with me or something. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> 
<laughs> several months ago and I quickly got it on audio and I listened to it several times and I've read it again and wow. um, gone to every podcast I could find you guys on and then discovered your podcast and listened to those and just have a lot of joy in and and knowing there's a tool out there a series of set of tools that we can use and and we've seen it um I think in, uh, in our relationship really be a benefit and then also in our relationships with other people and we've mm, wow. three-year-old our teenagers I've used it a lot at work and with other wow. friends and I'm just I have a lot of joy anybody that knows me has been can tell you yeah Sam's pushing he keeps talking about this book he keeps telling us to to read it so we have a lot of joy in that and then I think um or I do and I think you do too mm -hmm. I want to speak for you but um and then also have you know a lot in that 22 years and the three years we knew each other before that that hasn't been processed that hasn't mm -hmm. been so kind of a lot of fear in that too of like how how do we get through that you know, mm -hmm. um, you know part of me wants yeah. that the, you know, can't we start fresh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we know that, that that needs to be dealt with. Yeah. Well, I want to reference this, Sam, just because you mentioned it. Uh, you, know, you said you're having a conversation together, and uh, something about you know any vacations or time away or whatever anniversaries you, you know that you yeah. enjoyed, and there's pain in that for you. Well, as a connection guarder, you know we don't say emotions are good, bad, right, or wrong, positive, negative. They just exist. So pain. The message of pain is there's a problem. Right. Right. Well, there's a problem. So, you know, if you touch a hot stove, you experience pain. Well, I'm not trying to get you to not experience pain. I don't want you to leave your hand on a hot stove regularly. But right. if you ever accidentally do, you're going to feel pain. The brain just fires it and it says, hey, Sam, there's a problem. Do something quick because right. it's a hurt, not a sad or a lonely. And yeah, you respond to that. So, uh, again, we don't dream of having pain, but when we do experience pain, the, the point is to figure out what the message is. Of it is and what we're going to do about it next right right that's a, that's a good thing not yeah. a bad thing again nobody loves pain but uh the pain is actually trying to uh, to help us so where would you say over the years that you started missing each other the most because as you mentioned which i think is brilliant sam and we'd say that a lot i've never been to the wedding where part of the vows is you know we're going to really love each other for like six months maybe two years and then we're going to dissipate into some level of blahness and then we'll just bite down on something and hold on for dear life I've never heard. So everybody goes into their wedding thinking, all right, this is going to be great. So where would you say you started missing each other relationally? <laughs> I mean, I would say, and, and knowing what I know now, discovering what I've discovered recently, I never gave the opportunity to Lindsay to actually know me because um, I didn't know myself. So I would say, you know, where did it start? It started from the beginning with everything. Um, and I know that's not a, a topic we can chew on, but I, I think I've always had physical, physically a very high tolerance for pain. Um, mm. Up to one point, I actually had cavities drilled without any kind of Novocaine because I didn't want the shot, right? Oh. Um, yeah, now we're in weird category. <laughs> yeah, territory yeah. There. <laughs> and, and it, it's been strange and it, it's actually been kind of a point of pride to me um, but then hearing you guys talk about pain and seeing that the brain doesn't distinguish between the emotional pain and the physical pain, yeah. started thinking. And I think a lot of my pain from way back when was loneliness. Mm. And, you know, I think I had loneliness turned up at such a high level for as long as I can remember, even though I was surrounded by loving people, um, that it. I kind of liken it to like walking in the room with either a loud saw running or really loud music or whatever that the loneliness was so high and I just thought that's how it was mm -hmm. that I didn't notice a lot of other things. Um, mm -hmm. I remember distinctly in high school, um, I can't remember what it was, but it was some soccer thing that we got to go to this tournament and it was a, this great joy kind of a thing. And a friend of mine looked at me and she said, you know, don't you ever get excited about anything? Mm. And I, I still remember that to this day and just kind of maybe a little bit of shame in that, but just not like understanding what, like, should I be excited, you know? And so I, I guess going back to your question, because of that, that pain, that loneliness being turned up at such a high level, mm -hmm. 
I never really revealed to Lindsay or anybody else, even to myself, who I was. Mm. And um, so I don't think I ever get, gave her a chance to connect to a real person. I gave her a chance to connect to whatever I felt mm. like I should be presenting to the rest of the world. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So Lindsay, fill in some blanks there. What was happening for you in that? Um, well, hmm. oh, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think he's right about that. I mean, as far as in my experience went, um, almost from the beginning, I think my feelings, my, you know, I was always, I, I was kind of trained up in uh, more in shame really. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, my, my mom was, everything that would happen she would turn it on to herself and you know mm -hmm. like if I shared a negative feeling then she would be very uh, uh it, she became upset about it and it became about mm -hmm. her. um mm -hmm. so uh you know I I grew up with this underlying sense of shame um worthlessness um mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. um and uh so I, I guess, I guess when, you know, when we got together, I, he seemed to fit that other piece for me. It was, he was the kind of the other half of that. Um, I liked what he presented to me and I didn't, um, I guess I didn't want to show my real self either. Um, didn't know who I was. Um, so, and, and it really wasn't until, until I, uh, did the recovery program that I did like six years ago that I really started discovering who I actually was. Um, um, I mean, that's, I was in that program when I got saved. Um, and, uh, and that was really became the foundation for my, you know, worth, you know, feeling um, that I had wow. any value in the first place. Um, so I don't know. I mean, does that fill in gaps? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so now, how old would you, any guess, how old, could you share about your mom, and I'm not mad at your mom, that's important that the listeners know that we're not judging your mom, she's a human too, and she's just right. experiencing what she's experiencing, and probably didn't have the tools, so that's just important to, that people understand that we're not trying to throw anybody under the bus or anything, it's just what was happening uh, for Lindsay in the moment. So any guess how old you were when you started noticing that, that if I share authentically, is going to become a negative interaction. Oh man, um, let's see. Can you remember? Eh. I remember being angry at my mom for most of my childhood. Um, wow. I don't remember most. I like probably the first six years or so. I, I mm. remember very very little, just little bitty bits and pieces. Um, yeah. But from then on, I remember just, I guess, probably early teen years. I remember starting it, being real angry with her um, all the time. Um, mm. and, and when I was in middle school, I remember, like, not necessarily with her, but realizing that something was not right, mm. um, that something was wrong and I couldn't put my finger on it. And of mm. course it became a source of shame because I've got all these friends with all these problems and I have this perfect life. And why should I even be mm. thinking there could be something wrong with me or mine? So, uh, I mean, I guess probably the anger with my mom and I noticed that I would start throwing it back in her face, um, was probably my early teen years, you know, yeah. maybe 11, 12, 13, somewhere around there. Yeah. I yeah. really, started acting out of that and becoming aware of it. So. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Uh, and, you know, of course, we always say about us that Phyllis and I are as different today as we've ever been. We're very distinctly different, which is actually a strength. Uh, it can be uh, a terrible weakness. We're not connected, but because <laughs> we're connected, it makes us all the more powerful. So the two of you are very distinctly different people, but you kind of end up in the same place, which most people do, where for different uh, trainings, if you will, uh, Lindsay learned not to convey authentically. 
uh, because if she did, it was going to be ugly and it was going to be gross. And then she was going to end up mad at the other person. So she comes into this relationship with Sam knowing, and again, it's not a cognizant thing. She's not really conscious of it, but she's like, okay, do not be authentic. You know, you, you hide, you misrepresent yourself. That's the plan. And then Sam basically ends up the same from, from a different background, but the same scenarios so these two people, two people walk into this marriage covenant going, okay, we're going to hide from each other a lot. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. The chances of them connecting deeply are close to zero. And that was very much our story. I mean, everything you shared is pretty similar. Um, mm -hmm. A little bit switch uh, roles there for us, right. but we end up in the same place where we knew not to, and I use quotes on that, we knew not to be authentic. We didn't know that's what we were doing, but that was very clear. Uh, you know, I always say that if you'd asked me 30 years ago, how often do I get hit with shame? I would have said never, because right. I was swimming in shame. You know, I, is the fish aware of water? I don't know, are they? I mean, do, right. do they know that they're wet? I mean, they're just yeah. always in that, so that's all they know. Yeah. And now I probably get hit with shame just as often today as I did 30 years ago. The difference is I process it in eight seconds, literally. Right. So it has no stranglehold on it. I mean, it has no talons uh, in me. So fast forwarding to today, this week, last week, last month, where do you miss each other the most now, would you say? Um, I think... Uh... I don't know. I mean, there's been lots of little disconnects here and there. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I've just kind of been observing because I'm so intrigued by these new tools we have now and how it yeah. works. And one of the things it's given me, because I'm an impatient guy, I want things to happen right now, is it's given me more patience because I'm like, okay, these work. <laughs> it's just going to take some time. Um, so in moments where they don't feel like they're working, I've been kind of like, okay, what's, what's happening here? And I think I would put it in a category of not like a specific one category in our lives that we have conflict over, but when, when we're sharing and something happens that that anger does get triggered in Lindsay, um, and it may be something I'm doing wrong, but that's where I feel like, oh, we're like, we're disconnected and. And I don't know what to do about that. I don't know how to apply these fear tools. of anger. <laughs> um, yeah, and I do have a fear of anger from going back to childhood. Um, yeah. But but I think this is it could be that. But that's that's where we get stuck. I think is if if she can tell me any other emotion and I can ooh her and we we can ask her about you know what's happening with that. How can I help with that and that kind of thing. But when it gets past that that initial emotion to anger. That's where I just feel like I'm off thumbs. Like, I don't know what to do. And then we kind of have to just take some time and space. Um, and that that's happened, you know, probably five or six times over the last week, maybe. So then what do you do, Sam? Um, I, I, I guess probably different things, try different things. But the main thing would be just <laughs> say, hey, maybe we should talk about this later. Maybe this is something you need a little bit of time on. And then, then can we come back need, to it? I need time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shame. I'm sorry. Um, Here you go. So. Well, well, one of the things that um, we suggest to people, we are 100% against, uh, but sometimes it's the best of the bad options, and it's what we right. call exiting the scene. Right. Uh, there are times when of the bad options, that's the best of the bad. Now, right. Phyllis and I haven't exited a scene with each other in, it's been a number of years. We don't write them down on a calendar, so we're not sure exactly, but it's probably been four or five years since we've exited the scene with each other. What that looks like is, if it were to happen for Phyllis and me now, I would say to her, oh, babe, I got to exit the scene. I'll be back in five minutes. And it's very important that you give the person, the other person a number. Mm -hmm. uh, and it can be 20 minutes, it can be 30 minutes, whatever. Because if you don't give a number, all the person hears is, I'm abandoning you, I'm leaving you, and their brain goes crazy, as you previously. Uh, you, know, you walk out the door and you know either slam the door, even if you don't slam it, the other person doesn't know what that equals. Is this relationship over permanently? Is he leaving me with our three little kids? I mean, what? what I don't know. What's the story? No. So it's very important that you give a number to say, I'm going to exit. The, and you can... Yell it as you're exiting the room, exiting the scene. You're like, oh, I'll be back in 10 minutes. I'm exiting. 
And then they'll make sure you honor your word, come back in 10 minutes and say, hey, can we try that uh, again? So there are times that exiting the scene is the best of the bad choices. A few years from now, I don't want you having to exit the scene, but for now, because what's gonna happen is, if you stay in that scene, you're gonna stab each other seven times. Right. You know, yeah. The brain doesn't distinguish physical pain from emotional pain. So, you know, Lindsay's gonna stab Sam uh, six times, you know, Sam's gonna stab her four times, and there we go. Now we have two stabbed people, and now what are you gonna do? So in that situation, I'd rather them exit the scene than to stay stab each other. So Lindsay, whenever Sam leaves or says, maybe we should talk about this later, what happens for you in that moment? Well, my experience of what happens is, is, well, it is, I guess I don't have any problem with leaving. Um, it, it, I mean, it's been hard for us to leave each other alone, you know, and I think that's a good and important thing, but it's the way he words it. He says, um, I think maybe we need to come back together when you have calmed down, or I wow. think you need time. Maybe you need to, to take a little bit of time. Do you need to take some time, Lindsay? And yeah. so I'm hearing that I'm the problem, which has been my perception of the last 25 years of our mm. being together, that oh. I'm the problem. And so, oh. I mean, it's, yeah, it hurts. And it's, uh, let me see. Um, yeah, goes back into shame that, you know, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm worthless. I'm the problem. I'm the central issue here. Um, and uh, so, you know, I mean, for me, what I would prefer to hear is that he is having some trouble and that he would like to take however much time he needs to take. And yeah. I think that I can do that. Um, yeah. I think I would appreciate that very much. Yeah. Um, I'm beginning to learn the, the value of stepping away and letting that cortisol mm. settle down and um, you know the whole 1937 seconds things, yeah. that it really does change, completely change the outlook since I'm mm. not swimming in it all the time now. So I, yeah, that would yeah be and this is why we emphasize the cycle so much. The cyclone is the enemy. Mm. Lindsay's not the enemy. Sam's not the enemy. Lindsay's not the bad. Sam's not the bad. We don't pathologize humans. Uh, it's the cyclone. That's what mm. is the enemy. And I want these two to partner against the cyclone. And that's one of the reasons that we present the whole cycle speeding up from a cyclone image is that these two can picture that. Mm. And uh, I don't know if you've heard us present that before, but say with a couple one time and they named their cyclone Matilda and they literally would say to each other I think Matilda's at the front door you know I hate that woman hopefully you don't know a lot of people named Matilda um <laughs> but they would always laugh when one of them would say that they'd go oh Matilda's in the living room and it actually bonded them together they're like okay let's kick Matilda out of the house let's you know partner together against Matilda and to recognize the cyclone is the enemy mm -hmm. uh Lindsay's not bad Sam's not bad. They're not evil people. They're just missing each other. And the cycle speeds up with emotion. The emotions, the unprocessed emotion is kicking into gear here. And it's going to become a cyclone. So, of course, you can go from cycle to cyclone in two seconds. I mean, it's not like it's an hour and a half uh, process. Mm -hmm. So, Sam, could you do that with her in the future? And, and let me say this, and maybe this will be a side note, Sam, but... Um, I mean, basically, dude, when you say to her, maybe you need some time, really what's happening is you need some time. And I'm not saying Lindsay's innocent and perfect and uh, by any means, but the fact is you're not able to handle her uh, in right. that moment. Right. Oh, what happens for you, Sam? Because logistically, because in, even in what Lindsay just shared, um, your words to her are not authentic what's happening for right. you. Right. Um, so you're not in that in the way you've worded it it all gets lost so what is really happening for you in that moment um well i, I guess i'll say in in the moment when she shared that with me because this is right now I, I felt a lot of guilt and some shame um i think i think that what she described i have done a lot in the past and i have had this this fear of anger that i've done a lot of work on um, and in, in the recent times since we've had the connection codes, I think what, what I've experienced is not wanting to get away from her anger, not, not like I have in the past of just withdrawing, right. but just seeing it as 
we're not really connecting here, you know, because because there is that anger prep. And, and so I don't, and this is where I was asking kind of tool wise, when that, that secondary anger does kick in, how do you connect with somebody who's experiencing that? Cause I'm, I'm now I'm a much more equipped to stay in that with her. So I don't feel like I need to run away like wow. I have in the past. Um, but I just don't know what to do with it. Um, where, where, um, yeah. So I guess I'm feeling fear that and maybe a little guilt and shame like I don't know what to do um in that situation and and if I say anything else it might make it worse um is is that's where the fear comes in so that's where I'm saying like not like oh crap I got to get out of here like I used to Hmm. um but more like I just don't know what to do and I don't want to make this worse I have fear Hmm. that my mouth stays open it'll get worse so next time there will be a next time yeah. Uh, next time, could you tell her that? Sure. Yeah. Would that be okay with you, Lindsay, if you told you? Sure. Really? I, I think so. <laughs> okay. I do too. I believe that. I just I have to check with you. You know, for us, we are pilgrims on this journey as well. Yeah. And, you know, we are in it during every day ourselves and I get hit with fear and I start sentences where I go, Oh, I'm, I'm hit with fear, but I want to say something like I have to preface it. But a lot of it is for us, our story, our history and your story doesn't change your history doesn't change. And I react to Glenn and and vice versa out of a lot of our history. And, um, we had something this past week. Now it totally left me, but, um, oh, it was about the mailbox. And it's, it's a, you know, part of Glenn's reaction to this conversation is because how I've treated him for 30 years. Right. Now we're 40, we're celebrating 40 years this summer, but that 30 years hmm. still jumps like his brain reacts to that 30 years. Right. And, and so, it's like there's tense moments Mm. and, and part of it is, you know, me saying what's happening when I see there's a shift, Mm -hmm. I can tell, like, Mm. it's almost like a little red flag, like in a sporting event. Mm -hmm. And I go, what's happening. And, and he may not say it well at first, it may come tumbling out, but that even tells me, okay, slow down. It's Mm. time to slow down. And what I thought was just a quick, um conversation now because of the past now we're in a moment of tension and it's like okay we got to slow down and then to give him time to get to what's really happening because for both of us we don't always go right to the core emotion right Mm -hmm. right and so it's that question okay what's happening and you know even right now and just saying it i touch him Mm -hmm. right because that is what is so powerful in the communicating hey Mm -hmm. we're good we're safe with each other but yeah the past is very very painful Mm -hmm. so what's happening i know where his mind is going and in the past is very painful Mm -hmm. which it almost you would think we would pull away from each other but see i don't want that because in the present we're safe with each Mm -hmm. other and so i stay in it even though I know it's going somewhere very painful. And then I give him space to just say all the memories that he's having of past mailbox or project conversations. For us, it's the project conversations. And, um, and I mean, if someone said to me, what's a trigger for y'all? I would not say, oh, projects. But when that moment I realized, wow, the way I used to handle his ideas and his dreams and his suggestions, I shot them down a lot. And, you know, it's it's like, wow, that came back up in that moment. And so I think that sounds like for you guys, yes, there's a lot of pain in that history, but being able to say what's happening and give each other time in that moment because sometimes you don't get to what's really happening it takes a minute it takes a few minutes 
but to kind of stay in it. And I think the power of touch is amazing. Yeah. And, and then it's, you know, it sounds like, and even Sam, if you don't most recently, whatever happened in the past week, mm -hmm. if your words weren't actually, uh, Lindsay, you need to calm down. Hmm. That's still what she hears. Right. Right. Even if you didn't yeah. actually literally say those words, she right. still hears those words. Right. And so you kind of have to know there's a back story mm -hmm. to it that mm -hmm. she's reacting to. Yeah. And that yeah. you being, you know, to me, it's that patience of let me, let's just sit in it a minute. Right. And, and then, mm -hmm. and then for you to ask them what's happening for you, because you have, Lindsay, would you say it's anger? He's mentioned anger. That's about the only emotion he's mentioned for you. Is that is that what's happening for you? Um, it looks like it. Um, mm, I get that, but what's really happening for you? <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, it's hard to go back into those moments. Um, I mean, I, I think that it's, I think it's a mul multiple things. I mean, it could be any mm -hmm. number of things that are happening. Um, I mean, I can, I, yeah, I mean, I think probably loneliness mm -hmm. and, and shame, you know, like if he's, he's saying, you know, go off and, you know, like, <laughs> do you need to take a break? That's lonely. That That's like, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> and, and shame that, that what what i'm feeling is not okay with him what's the message from him in that moment um when he asked me um or when he asked me if i need to get a, away or yeah yeah he asked me he says maybe maybe you should take a break or <laughs> um well let's see what's the message Um, well, um, hmm. I mean, maybe it's, it's, I, I think I get, I think I get, I think he's, yeah, what's the message? I'm too much for him. Maybe even I'm not scaring him. I don't know. I'm, I'm too much and he's not willing to say it. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, I get that message of manipulation. Can, can I guess, Lindsay? Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's always dangerous to conjecture another human's experience, but my guess is that in that moment, Sam says to Lindsay, you're, you're messed up. You're just too much. And you've got issues and you're a problem. And you, I, number one, you need time alone. Number two, I don't want to be with you. I mean, is that close? Yeah. That, yeah, I think so. That's yeah. intense. What a rotten husband you ended up with. And I'm not talking about you, Sam. I know. I've me, heard dude. about this guy. He's listen, dude. I'm talking about her husband. There's a yeah. there's a universe difference between her husband and Sam. Right. Yeah. It's important that you know. You know, we just describe it that way. But that's what she's experiencing in the moment. Our goal is to get Lindsay to say that to Sam in the moment. Literally, I don't know if you remember from the book, unspoken words, phrases, and sentences. We all hear them. Everybody does. And there are messages that she gets from Sam in that moment that are brutal. Yeah. And she's overwhelmed, and he has just insulted her and thrown her away and told her she's, you know, either worthless or just a, a big problem, et cetera, et cetera. That's brutal. Yeah. No wonder this woman gets hit with anger. I would too. I think anybody would if somebody's saying that to me. And again, Sam, dude, I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about what she's experiencing uh, in the moment. So Lindsay, could you tell him in that moment what's happening for you? Um, 
I can, yeah, I can try. <laughs> I can try to do she, that. I mean, she actually has been doing that. And it, wow. you know, when we were talking about um, coming on here and talking about a topic, I brought up a topic of, hey, maybe we should talk about this. And she was able to use that tool. And guess what my husband just told me? And kind of almost the same words that I'm the one with the problem that yeah. you're going to take me somewhere to fix me. And, you know, all those things. And I've heard wow. that without the tools throughout our marriage. And I feel so much, I guess, pain and shame and guilt when, when she says that, because that's not my heart at all. Mm. And, and that's, that's kind of one of the things that I'm still kind of noodling through and, and how to do this, how to go from now I've learned to ooh her when she says that, like, and understand what she's going through, like, oh my God. But then, then how to eventually at some point come back um, and, and share my heart with her about those things. Um, and, and that's where I think maybe, you know, those thoughts have gone on for so long. 22 years is a long time. Sure. That, like you guys were saying with the projects or whatever, um, it, it, it's, it's going to take some time for her to feel safe, to know that, that's not my heart. That's not what I'm saying. That's what her husband is saying. Yeah. And um, I guess I have a lot of fear in that of, like I said, I'm kind of impatient. Like how do, like, I would want to hear that message if I was her, I would want to hear, like, I have really good things in my heart, and my mind about you. And so I'm going, let me tell you, let me tell you. But I also okay. know that I, in the past, by doing that, have said, not only you're wrong, but you're stupid for feeling that way. Sure. And I don't want yeah. to do that anymore. Okay. Well, let me ask you this, Sam, because I don't know you that well. If you stepped on a nail, what would you do? Ow. <laughs> like jump back. Yeah. In, hold my foot in, up. <laughs> in the next half hour or so? No, right then. <laughs> Immediately? <laughs> right then. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Um, <laughs> now that's the human condition. That's the human experience. That's true for every human on the planet. We don't wait a half hour till tonight or when we're doing the core motion wheel, uh, we do it instantly. Right. So I don't ever want to stop a human from expressing authentically in the moment. So what that looks like in that setting is Lindsay says to you, oh, I really get hit with loneliness and shame because it feels like you're wanting to get rid of me. In that moment, literally, very first thing you do is go, oh, wow, you're ooing yourself. You're going, oh, wow, I feel some guilt because I think we've missed something here. But we'll talk about my guilt in a minute. Okay. What else happening with you here? What's the lonely? She tells you. And you go, oh, and what's the shame? And she tells you. Now, Lindsay, if you want to get extra credit, be sure and go back 45 seconds later and ask him. Say, oh, baby, you mentioned guilt. What's, what was happening with guilt? What was I missing here? And that's the dance where these two literally two, three minutes later have connected deeply through their shared uh, experience. So I don't want you to have to try to, to uh, what do you call that, shelf uh, yeah. what's happening with you, Sam. Literally in the moment you go, ooh, guilt. Wow, I just got punched in the face with guilt. We'll talk about my guilt in a second. What's happening, babe? So what that does is we always want to process the first shared emotion first. Mm-hmm because that's the, and part of what that does is it motivates each person to share quickly, which is right. our goal. I want right. Lindsay to share yeah. as soon as it happens. Yeah. I want yeah. Sam to share as soon as it happens. That's the human condition. That's what we're supposed to do. That's what we're coded to do. That's what we're born doing. Somewhere along the way, we didn't get recoded. We got reprogrammed and we quit uh, doing that. So what you do there, Sam, is share, convey the emotion, just help her process hers. And again, when you start getting good at that, it's going to take you 30 seconds. So I'm not saying right. that you're going to have to set this emotion aside for an hour and a half. No, literally, it's going to be 30 seconds later. Lindsay's going to go, oh, you, you mentioned guilt. What, what was happening uh, with guilt there? And let me make sure I address this before we run out of time here, because this is important. Uh, my theory, I don't have any data on this, so I'm not willing to fight over it too much. Um, my theory is that virtually all anger in interpersonal relationships is secondary anger. Uh, something else happened first, which makes the anger secondary. It's not the core emotion. The secondary anger is built on top of the core emotion. So when you see anger, and, and this is vice versa, is true with everybody, but Sam, when you see anger in her, 
and it's another uh, connection coach protocol, every emotion is an opportunity to connect or not. So right. you see anger in her, awesome. Get excited about this. And dude, I know that's easier said than done, but right. this afternoon, literally today, tomorrow, be like, oh, this is an opportunity to connect with her. And it looks looks scary, that's why it's called fear. Right. Uh, and you're getting hit with fear, and you can tell her that in the moment, you go, oh, babe, I feel a lot of fear, but I wanna get what's happening with you. And she goes, well, I'm pissed off at you. I'm not a good Lindsay impersonator, but let's just say I'm close. Close enough. She goes, well, well I'm pissed off at you because you're an idiot or whatever. And uh, I, I actually get excited about this with Phyllis now, and I'm learning this woman. I've learned more about her in the last two years than I did all the other years combined. It blows my mind. I had no idea who I was married to, and I really like her. Um, <laughs> but because I'm just, and she's discovering herself. Like she, I mean, I think she's learned more about herself in the last two years than all the other years combined. But anyway, uh, so in that moment, Sam, literally just train yourself to go, oh, babe, I, I'm sensing something here because uh, right. you just referenced me as an idiot. So help me get what's happening for you. And she goes, well, I'm pissed <laughs> off at you. And now you go, oh, wow, yeah. Ooh, feel some fear there, which we'll talk about in a second. So what's what's happening for you? I just told you I'm pissed off. Okay, what, what happened right before you were pissed off? I don't know. I just know you're an idiot. Okay, yeah, I, I get that. That feels painful. We'll talk about my pain in a minute. But what, what was happening right before you got pissed off? Because I missed it. Mm -hmm. I, Sam, just missed it. And I'm not blaming Sam. I'm not uh, judging or apologizing Sam. Sam missed it. He didn't have a clue. Right. But he didn't miss it because he's stupid. He's, he missed it because she hasn't told him. Yeah. yeah. And you're the lead investigator into this precious person that you partnered with in life, and you're just going to track her down. You are going to find out what's happening with this girl at her. Mm -hmm. And, dude, let me tell you something. It's easier to run a marathon. It's yeah. easier to climb a mountain than to do that with somebody. Because in that moment, you're flooded with fear. I get it. I don't yeah. question that at all. Yeah. That's an incredible mission in that and moment. I, and you'll I be find, surprised how quickly it dissipates. Yeah, and I do find joy in that. And or would you be okay with me doing that? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I have fear in that because a lot of, of what we've gone through has been when I am that investigator i do want to find out what's going on with my wife she she takes it as that oh you're looking for something wrong with me and so mm -hmm. if that's kind of already the shame point I, I have a fear in asking more and you know hearing back well you're not my therapist then stop doing that um and, and it's probably i'm doing it wrong i'm assuming well this is the power of the three phrases this is our international gang symbol like literally you're just going oh so hey what's happening I, I feel like i'm missing something and again the point is that you're missing it the point is not that something's wrong with lindsay right. the point is not that lindsay's an idiot and a horrible person and stupid and whatever the right. point is i and again sam you i use these phrases all the time with, with phyllis and with other people that i literally go i'm i'm just dumb as a brick sometimes could you help me catch up i'm just lost i'm totally missing what's happening for you because I'm just dense sometimes. And yeah. now I'm in a position of vulnerability and it begs for safety, it begs for assistance. Mm -hmm. And there will probably be times where Lindsay, to herself at least, don't say that loud, Lindsay, but Lindsay's going, this guy's dumb as a brick. My gosh, how can he not get what's happening with me? Well, he just is missing it. And literally she will feel obligated to help you get it just because you're saying to her, I'm missing it, could you help me? And again, it's could you help me not, you know, Lindsay, you need to take a break. You need to right. you know, go on a, a vow of silence retreat for three days. <laughs> I think, Sam, too, it's so important to start with you being authentic. Yeah. Like even saying, I feel fear asking you right. what's happening with you. Like that is that is a fine way to start that sentence. Okay. Um, I feel fear saying I missed it. If oh, that's happened, if that's genuine for you, then say that. Right. And, uh, you know, it's kind of anytime I hear the the eight core emotions being said in the beginning of Glenn's sentence, I know I need to slow down and pay attention. Right. And it's it's just, you know, he talks a lot. He talks a lot more than me in our relationship. And I don't necessarily always tune in. But, man, mm. when I hear mm. him expressing a core emotion, I slow down and I really tune in um, because I know that 
this is this matters. There's something being said here that that's very um, just I want to say powerful, but it's you know when he's authentic, I need to be paying attention. He's not just jibber jabbering about. You know his plan. Not, not that I ever would jabber jabber. Yes, she just say theoretically. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> um, so as Glenn mentioned, we we are at the end of our episode, but we always end our episode with doing the core motion wheel, and we would love for you guys to do the wheel. Um, and you know you can do it either issue specific or just in the moment, like whatever. If you go through it, whatever comes to you in the moment, that would be great. Well, well could you do? An issue specific about that that cycle that happens between you. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't yeah, know if that's yeah. labeled distinctly enough, but uh, just a, uh, about I that think what happens for you. Both know that interaction when when you're I'm sensing anger in you, and I feel fear, and whatever I'm doing is 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 hmm. sending you those signals of there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we always try to put a label on an issue-specific um, uh, core motion wheel. So let's call this um, when when Lindsay and uh, Sam miss each other so badly with that thing that happens with them. Wow, that's <laughs> a great label. How, how's that? Wow. Is that an that I'll email yeah. it to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start you on YouTube. Oh, gosh, I don't it's hard to do issues specific like this. Um, mm -hmm. um, I'm happy to start. I'll, I'll start. Okay. Let's get it over with. <laughs> okay. um, let's see. Uh, mm. I guess I feel anger when mm. you um, uh, ask me if I need to take a break. Yeah. Mm. That's an issue. Mm -hmm. um, um, I guess because I I'm, I'm feeling shame and yeah. loneliness yeah. You know, mm. I'm not good enough for you mm. um, that I'm too much for you wow. um, and mm. that I uh, need to go away and handle it by myself because mm. um, mm. uh, yeah it's too mm. much that's lonely um, um, I feel guilt uh, afterwards if I mm. shout at you or yell at you or um, said something um, cruel yeah. to you. Mm. And uh, I feel fear probably during the whole interaction that uh, uh, mm. this is going to be the one that uh, that uh, breaks us, oh. breaks mm. our connection for good. Wow. Um, That's a lot. Um, mm. Sad when we are feeling when we're apart and yeah. we don't connect for long mm. um, I feel hurt mm -hmm. um, when when it when it seems to me like you're not trying to get me oh. yeah. mm -hmm. um, so busy and you know getting your point across that you're yeah. not trying to connect and understand mm -hmm. my point um, I feel joy when we come to a conclusion together yeah. and we actually are able to resolve something and move past it and we yeah. can't even remember what it was. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Woman, that was amazing. <laughs> was that all eight? I lost count. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think Good for you. Yeah. It's amazing. Love it. Um, I feel fear right now about not doing this right <laughs> i felt that way when we were doing that too so just to let you guys know um but with this specific issue um i, I feel a lot of anger in in not being able to connect with you in those moments like mm. not not hearing what's really on my heart and i i guess mm. i feel i feel a lot of shame in that too like what's wrong with me that i can't express to you what's in my heart in a way you can hear me yeah. mm. lots of shame wow. and guilt in that too um fear fear that it's never going to get better mm. um that, that whatever discussion we're having whatever disconnect is just going to get worse and worse and mm. and cause some sort of 
irreparable damage to our relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and lots of loneliness in that too. Not being able to connect. Not I, I feel like you don't know me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, you know somebody else, but you don't know me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of sadness in that, um, and hurt hurt with some of the things that that come out of your mouth in those situations really hurt yeah. um joy in the fact that those things have been less in the last month or so yeah. and joy in this conversation knowing that we're going to have even more more tools to be able to um make those disconnects less and less and less long but yeah. Uh, yeah so lots of joy in that lots of joy in seeing your smile because mm. i think you believe that too wow okay connection right. goes protocol this is a fundamental and you both know it this is why we say slower is faster if these two did exactly what they just did every time they have one of those scenarios and, and the, the, the label could be what just happened. Mm. <laughs> and literally you sit down and you go, okay, let's do an issue specific wheel. The label is what just happened. And you do that, it's gonna take you whatever that was, four minutes to do the core motion wheel. And five minutes later, you, the two of you would have processed it through and you would have connected. Mm. Now it's not magic fairy dust. I'm not saying it happens perfectly every time, but when these two have a disconnect, I mean, give me a hint. How long are you disconnect? I know that's a silly question. In, in the past, it's been months at a time. Only months. Days, weeks, you know, recently yeah. it's a lot less than that. Right. But yeah. I just want you to know that. Take five minutes and figure out the number that multiplies to equal two weeks. Okay. It's a big number. Yeah. So slower yeah. is faster. Right. So our goal for every human on the planet, which includes uh, Lindsay and Sam, is to get them to slow down to be able to do what they just did. And they will actually be so much faster, so much more effective, mm -hmm. so much more productive, so much more powerful, certainly so much more connected, et cetera. So good for you. Thank you so much. Number yes. one, sharing that. that yeah. Wow. I just love it. Mm -hmm. Such a beautiful example for everybody that sees this. Uh, and thank you so much for being yes. on the podcast and being with us. It's just spectacular. Yes, thank, thank you guys so, so much. And for our listeners, we thank you for tuning yeah. in and look forward to being together again soon. Yeah, and as we always say, you need this. You deserve this. Let's, Let's do, do this. this. Wow, that was incredible to listen to and just see a couple be so open and vulnerable. And if you're listening and you are just wanting to dive in and get more information about the connection codes, you can go to connectioncodes.co. We have several ways to join in and start your journey to healing and living connected. Um, we have a free class at connectioncodes.co forward slash break that helps start the process of breaking the cycle of frustration in your relationship. So you can definitely join us there and you can find our book, The Connection Codes on Amazon. So thank you so much for being here today. Um, wherever you are at on your journey, we know that you need this and you deserve this. So let's do it.